children look at everything and see magic, feel it and breathe it, while adults just rush through life. My guest today is here to talk to us about how our children are losing this magic. Hello and welcome to my podcast, Unapologetically KK. My guest today is Anissa Ismail. Anissa is an author and has written a book called How Electronics Stole Childhood, a digital detox guide to recognize the signs and cut back on screen time. And she is also the founder of Kids Unplugged, which she calls a movement. Hello, Anissa, and welcome to Unapologetically KK. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so pleased to be here today. I want to say thank you first for getting in touch with me and wanting to talk, um, come on uh, Unapologetically KK to talk about something that all parents are talking about. Uh, We all know about addiction to... Mm social media to electronic gadgets and yes. it is becoming a bigger and bigger and bigger problem with younger and younger children yeah. being addicted to it from mm-hmm. an age that is as early as a year and a half before mm-hmm. they can even walk or talk. Mm-hmm. So tell me about how you came to this point where you felt the need to write the book. Well, thank you so much for having me again. Um, honestly, it wasn't something that just occurred Um, I'm not a mother yet. I don't have my own children yet, but I spent the big portion of 10 years working with young children under the age of five years old. And as the years progressed, I just kept on seeing their behavior and everything change. And the one thing that was always consistent was the use of technology, whether mm-hmm. it was the iPad or the phone or, you know, even in the classrooms, we, we were being introduced and trained on using interactive boards more often. And so the more I saw these things being introduced in more than one environment, mm-hmm. not only their homes, in the school, some of the things were even being introduced outside in the playground. It kind of raised an alarm and and I thought, you know, this isn't something that should be okay for such young children. Right. And it wasn't just my thought, it was their actions that provoked it. And when you see children have a complete breakdown mm-hmm. because you've just taken the iPad away, right. that, that's, that's an alarm, you know? Yes. Or when you see them, you know, withdrawn and not really being, you know, confident and talkative because they don't feel confident or secure enough to do so without, you know, their iPad or their game. Mm -hmm. Um, This is alarming. So this is why I was like, okay, we need to do something now about this. Right. And you were a primary school teacher. Yeah. Well, um, they call it in this country um, kindergarten. Right. So early years. So very, very young kids starting school. First interaction with other kids. um, And and you're saying that you're already starting to notice some alarming signs Mm -hmm. with kids as young as three years of age. As young as two years, two years old. You know, because the children nowadays come to nursery a little bit younger Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, parents want to get them ready for school and stuff. So um, my classroom was kindergarten, preschool, four to five years old. They're already like either in school or getting ready for school, depending on the curriculum that they're on. But children as young as two years old would come in. And, and I'd see them walking around and they'd have, you know, those iPads with those, you know, it looks cute because yes, they're holding it. They have a cover oh, yeah, with the side handles. Yeah, it looks, yes. or, or even if you go to the mall, I mean, I don't know if you've been recently, but like you see them, the strollers with the children yes. that you can rent from the malls and they have like the iPad screens. Yes, so not only right. is the children, are the children not walking and running around the mall, they're sitting and there's a screen right in front of them as well. So, you know, you see these things so young. 
Um, it, it is very alarming, honestly. So what were some of the symptoms you started to notice? The biggest ones I would say that I started to notice is um, aggression. Uh, mm-hmm. Children become very aggressive if they didn't have um, the, what the iPad or whatever it was that they wanted. Um, they start. Some of them started to become very withdrawn, um, lack of focus, lack of attention. Um, they they feel like they're. It's as if they have to go all the time. Mm-hmm. They couldn't sit still. Um, children are known for not sitting still, but it's, yeah. it's different. It's, it's like a it's like nervous a nervousness and, and yeah. anxious energy. Um, these are the things that I noticed from the you know visibly and then obviously there's you know the the lack of sleep that they have so they're tired and cranky um not not eating as much or won't eat unless they're watching something so they're not being able to watch what they eat either they eat too much or too little Mm. so these things really added up is is not good for young children especially as young as you know two to three years old so yeah i mean my son is now 14 he's the older one and Mm -hmm. uh i don't remember having a gadget at that time yeah um also when my daughter was born she's 12 Mm -hmm. uh, i don't remember her having a gadget mm. at a very young age yeah. but it is become a problem yeah. now and you um, know I, I commend you for that because you know when they were born it was just about starting exactly so I commend you for that the problem now is say you're the parent that doesn't want that so in your home in your household you and your husband have this rule of no screen time it's gone beyond that right now because yes. it, either your children won't if they don't get it in the house they'll get it in the school mm-hmm. or their friends or you know their it's grandparents everyone around them has it and so my mom used to always say when you are the one person and excluding your children from something it teaches your children two things either they learn to become stealers or they learn to become beggars they'll steal what they can't have from others Mm -hmm. or they'll beg for what they can't have from others so how do you now control or have more not even control but more of a say on you know regulating the usage and actually speaking with the children or the people around your children on how much time that they spend on the screens this is now also an added addition an additional issue that parents are now facing because they can be like no my child won't have it but then they go to work and then the nanny might give it or then they leave the children over the weekend with the grandparents house the cousins might give it to them see all of these things added up makes the parents feel like they're fighting a battle that they against everyone yes yeah absolutely because you know, there's only so much you can do. Yes, exactly. uh, there is a statistic which says that children are spending almost seven and a half hours mm. staring at screens. That is a ridiculously alarming it's number. Crazy. It's and really it's crazy. not really specifically talking about somebody being on a phone. So mm-hmm. maybe obviously as a parent, yes. you might feel that, no, I am not giving my child a phone yes. for that long. But this is everything around right. them so it could be television mm-hmm. and then it could be school and then it could be doing you yeah. know uh, a little bit of homework yeah. or, or learning how to experts have actually clarified the, the, the way that this is all added up they said there's two types of ways that children are on screen time it's either passive screen time or interactive screen time the passive screen time is the obvious one when they're watching tv or a movie and they're just sitting and just looking at something the interactive screen time is the games and the and the you know when they're drawing things or doing something but still using the screen time. All of this added up mm-hmm. is what probably has led to that, that average that they've now come across. Another alarming number that I came across, which shocked me, mm. was that uh, there was a survey done, in uh, a research uh, done in 2011 about children under the age of eight mm-hmm. who use gadgets, and it was 38%. And that yeah. number grew 
to 72% in 2013, mm. which was six years ago. Imagine so, now. I mean, it's it's definitely closer yeah. to the 100% now. Of course. Because I think every child, unless, you know, you are in a third world country where you and don't have access. Yeah, but even that these days isn't guaranteed because now the, the alarming rate is mobile phones are accessible in most countries, countries yeah. even third world countries absolutely right. and it's the, the statistic now can't you can't ignore it anymore that's yes. a large number that we can't ignore or digress so i think it's scary to think that but imagine five years from now what i know that study say we have to do something because mm-hmm. it's not just the physical side of it as mm-hmm. in the children have eye strain and mm-hmm. they have these back and neck strains yes. because they're sitting in one position for a very yeah. long time mm-hmm. radiation exposure yes but they're also not being exposed to nature Mm-hmm. They have lack of focus in mm-hmm. their studies. They're going through loneliness because mm-hmm. they can't go through face-to-face communication of anymore. Course. And you know what's crazy about that? It's for us, our generation, we can kind of, we feel bad because we've we've experienced it. So we know what they're missing, right? We've, mm-hmm. We can all, no matter if wherever in the world you're from, someone's from Venezuela and somebody else is from the UK, you can both, and, and you're in the age range of like, you know, obviously above 20, you can both sit down in the same room and talk about your childhood. And, and you will agree that none of it had anything to do with any type of electronics, even though the TVs and things came around. Mm. But now... There wasn't have, that much to watch on TV. At all. Even though we, we had didn't want television. It. We didn't even want it. My yeah. mom used to be like, yeah, when that street like comes on, you better come back in the house. That's how much we wanted yes, to go outside. Yes, absolutely. I totally you know? agree. Yeah, but, we, had a, we had a curfew. Yes. And as long as you came like. home at that time, you were <laughs> yes. fine. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally agree. But now you have children who are actually growing up in an era where they don't even know what they're missing. Mm-hmm. It's, norm, it's become so norm to have this, they don't even know. And that's the sad part. Because what's going to happen with the future generations to come in terms of human connection? And I wanted to also mention, when children spend all this time on, you know, screen devices and all of these different things, there's a whole side of their brain that they're not using. Mm -hmm. And your brain is like a muscle. You've got to use it for it to work. So the neural part of their brain is not even being used. And that in itself, because children are still growing. There's still function. There's so many things that are functioning and growing in their body, and so you see now children when parents are having issues with them not talking. Mm-hmm. They say my child doesn't talk anymore, or doesn't talk at all, mm-hmm. or you know they they don't walk properly, or they haven't crawled yet. These things have been shown to relate to the fact that the brain, there's a part of their brain that's not being used. Right. And that in itself is, and the knowledge of that isn't being shared as as much as it should be because a lot of parents don't know. They would rather think that it's a medical issue or a genetic issue than something that they've got control over. Mm -hmm. The phone, the iPad, the TV. You know? Yes. Because obviously this has become alarming enough Mm -hmm. uh, for the the doctors and the teachers yeah. and people to who speak out. yeah who mm-hmm. who are noticing these things because yeah. the parent is in isolation they Absolutely. see only their child and yes. they think you know maybe there's something that I'm not yes, doing right exactly. but the doctors are seeing all several children they of have course. a better idea of mm-hmm. of this being you know wider than just a, a few kids yes. uh the teachers are yeah. seeing kids so the american academy of pediatrics mm-hmm. actually has started to discourage use of technology for children under the age of 2 years mm-hmm. saying that it changes the nature of childhood wow 
I mean, that's crazy. That that to me is 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 alarming because you have already seen the effect. Mm-hmm. It is not something that we are yet to see. It's it's happening. It's already Absolutely happened happening. enough yeah. for them to say stop it. Yes, you know, and we haven't had yeah. use of gadgets for young children for a very long time yeah. as yet. As so yet. it's just grown at an alarming rate, yeah. and it's already had negative effects mm-hmm. enough for people to say. We've stop. got to put a stop to it. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. we all know the problems. Right. We all know and, what our children for, are struggling with. Absolutely. And for, for just to go back on what you just mentioned, that's where the book comes into. And, and people always ask me, why? where did the title come from? How Electronics Stole Childhood is an interesting title. Um, are you familiar with the story of um, the title from Dr. Seuss, How mm-hmm. the Grinch Stole Christmas? Yes. That story was so big. I even, even I remember as a child reading that story. It was such a big story because the Grinch was a monster that was trying to steal Christmas presents from children or, or for children not to get them on Christmas Day. And he was doing it on Christmas Eve. And so the neighborhood found out and they wanted to stop it because they wanted to save Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. They wanted to save a very vital part in some parts of the world, a very vital part of children's childhood. Mm-hmm. For me, it took me a while to come up with the title of the book as I was writing it. But what I realized is the whole thing comes down to we need to save their childhood. Yes. That's it. Yes. The Grinch is now coming in a form of electronics Absolutely. to some extent. Yeah, I'm yeah. not I'm not like against technology. I really should say that. People think that I'm against it. No, I think it, there needs to be a balance. I don't think anyone can actually turn around and say that they're against yes. technology and mm-hmm. and as everything in life. Yes. It's not just technology. If you look at food, if you look yeah. at, you know, music, um, anything. Any anything that in your life when it gets out of balance, yes. it starts to create problems. Absolutely. So I've spoken to uh, a, t- a child psychologist mm-hmm. who was one of the first guests on on uh, my podcast. And one of the things he was talking about is that we've lost that balance. It's Absolutely. not the use of it's gadgets, yeah. it's the abuse of it. It's the regulation of it, balance of it, and the fact that no one has, there's no authority to, yeah. to, to regulate Because it. what I see in kids now is that when you take away the gadget, they'll mm-hmm. go into their room, they'll sulk, and they'll oh, yeah. say, what do you want me to do now? That's the nicest thing they'll say if they haven't already, <laughs> if they haven't already <laughs> thrown their thrown tantrum. The tantrum. That's the nicest yeah. thing they'll say. Yeah, but I feel like, you know, and I have seen that obviously in a lot of kids as well, mm-hmm. to say that they turn around and they say, I'm so bored. Absolutely. And this is literally five minutes after their gadget has been taken Absolutely. away. And you think... It's okay for you to be bored. And I was reading this somewhere mm-hmm. uh, to say that kids become the most creative when they're bored. When they're bored. Yeah. You know, they will find a way to entertain themselves. Absolutely. And I tell my kids sometimes when they do this to me, I'm mm-hmm. like, it's okay. You can just stare at the wall embrace, if you want. Embrace your boredom. Yeah. That's what I always say. I say yeah. embrace the boredom. I mean, our childhood memories are probably the most, the most funniest ones or the ones we remember the most are probably the times where our parents gave us the least yes. to do. Right? Absolutely. Or, or it was, was one of those times that we were bored and then we came up with something to do with either it was by ourselves or with our cousins or family. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. You have to connect. You have to find things yeah. to do when you have nothing to do. And absolutely. I think it's the ease with which the the entertainment is given. Yeah. You, you are 
it, it's kind of disguised in a way. And, and I guess calling it a monster is perfect because mm-hmm. it comes in with candy mm-hmm. to say, you know, you're never yeah. going to be bored. You're never going to Absolutely. be alone. And what it's taken away from you is everything. everything else. Every social connection now, people don't feel the need to, to, to come and talk to you because yeah. they can message you. Yes. They don't feel the need to connect on anything else because they can just yeah. send you one, one you know, Once WhatsApp anything. message or yeah. they can broadcast a message yeah. to a... So that connection... Or even the what, moments. People yes. don't share moments anymore because people want to take a picture of it. Um, even children. And I always say this, if we now, because you've got to look at it from both sides, right? So if you if you look at it from like children being on the screen all the time, what if you have children that are not on the screen, right? What if you have children that are outside playing in the mud? Mm-hmm. They're playing in the mud, they're having fun. And you've seen this scenario so many times. What do the parents do? They grab a phone and they start to take a video of it, start to take a picture of it. That whole moment is gone. Yeah. Because... A, the role model of, you know, not being on the screen is now broken. Children will, will do as they see, not as they're told. Yeah. And then the fact that as a family or as a group, even if it's not, the you know, the parents, if it's the teachers, whoever's in charge, as a group, it's not, you're not being able to enjoy it fully because you're so focused on capturing the moment and sharing the moment on social media that it's now taken away from like, wait, let them just be children. Right? Yeah, Let them, yeah. Let's just have a moment. Of course, we're all to blame because obviously it's yeah. the parent who's giving the child that yeah. first piece of gadget. We've yeah. all done it. So, mm. you know, we all are guilty of it. Mm. So now tell me, what is the solution? You, okay. you've, you've got kids unplugged yeah. and you're working towards, you know, creating an environment where kids are mm. more, um, you know, happy to go out and play yes. and, and be free of technology. Yeah. So there are options that there you are. have. Mm-hmm. So there are options. I, I would start from the most simplest option of, of this whole situation is to take away the electronic devices, right? So that's, that's probably step one. But the main thing to remember is whenever you take anything away from anyone, adult, child, anyone, you need to replace it with something else. Even if you go on a diet, right? That's the most simplest thing. If you go on a diet, you're like, you know, I'm not going to have any carbs for a week. Even the dietitian will tell you, you've got to replace that with something else. Mm-hmm. So Our biggest thing with Kids Unplugged is awareness, right? Mm -hmm. We have options and things that we try and share with schools, parents, and just anyone involved in raising their child because, you know, it it, it takes a village to raise children, not just one person. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, On what solutions that they can have readily. The most extreme solution that we have and we give and we the advice that we give to parents is something that we call the screen fast. Mm -hmm. And so this is when parents, you know, come to me and they speak to me about their child, you know, or they feel like, you know, that the behavior that their child has shown is that of a mental disorder or ADHD or autism or something that they think is medically induced. Mm -hmm. So what I always say is I am not a doctor or an expert but before you panic and before you um, reach out and pay all this money for a specialist or a doctor, all of these different things, take control of the electronic devices and complete fast from it for a minimum of a month. Mm-hmm. This is the extreme. And so then they're going to look at me and be like, okay, that's crazy. But if we do take it away from them for that month, what do we do? The second thing I say is create a routine. Right mm-hmm. In the morning, if they're going to school or whatever they're doing, have a set routine and create that routine with your child, especially when they're three years and above. They yes. can kind of talk the way through things. If it's visual, if it's pictures, if it's things that you print out, have, don't necessarily have it in a way where they're always doing something. 
to have a routine isn't doesn't mean to do something all the time. It's just to know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. So they, they feel calmer with the situation. In your routine, there should be times where there isn't anything planned. For example, between the time that they've come home from school mm-hmm. and before their dinner time, that's a prime time to plan a park activity. But between the time that they've brushed their teeth and they're in the bed... This could be a time that you can have a discussion. This could be a time you have a story. It should be open. Mm -hmm. And so these type of things allow parents and children to kind of, not only does their brain kind of regenerate and release new hormones and they kind of can kind of digress the situation, but it also allows parents to kind of see whether or not the behaviors that they saw was because of the screen or was it an actual thing. After that month has passed, if the behaviors are still the same or hasn't changed, then obviously I would say go and see, you know, a specialist and go and and, and have your child looked at. But these things will often show itself out and you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised at how many things that parents have noticed and have come back to me and said, you know, this has actually helped my family, has helped my child. And the biggest advice I always give to parents, you need to look at your actions as the role model. Again, children will do as they see, not as they're told. If you're telling them to get off the phone, you need to be off your phone. If you're telling them not to watch TV, you can't be watching TV. It has to be, and I know that can't be controlled all the time. I understand, you know, adults have jobs and, you know, there's so many things that come in. But especially while they're still young, Mm. while they're impressionable, while they can see so many different things, your ch- your children are your biggest investment. What you invest in them today is what you get out tomorrow. So right. you ha- it has to be a lifestyle type of movement. It can't be something that, you know, we, we try, it didn't work. Like a good example I give to parents is potty training. When they start potty training their children, they gear up for it. They do, they get all the books. They, you know, okay, this is it. My ch- child's not going to wear a nappy anymore. You know, I've got to do this and this is how I have to prepare them. And they, regardless of the, the, the messes mm. that the children make during the day or even during the night or the cries or the tantrum, they stick through it because they know in the end the child is not going to wear a nappy. Yeah. It's the same type of thing. Right. Regardless of... You have to be committed to it. It has to, to be it. committed. It has to be consistent. Right. And know that this is for the long run. This is just a, a, a temporary change for a longer hopefully a longer and better future for your child so and then later on when they are introduced to you know coding and things that are beneficial for their learning in school or stem education or whatever direction that they choose to take Mm. because they've learned balance and moderation so young Mm. they'll be able to handle it better exactly the order they get but it doesn't it also give you uh other things to do so then you're not so dependent i think what's happening with this is that you have instant gratification you're bored and you instantly have something that takes your boredom away and engages you yeah and uh when i was talking to the psychologist one of the things that he was saying is that it's not just the entertainment but it is the quality of the entertainment which has changed in order for a child or even an adult I mean to be hooked on to an electronic device Mm. to be hooked on to entertainment online the entertainment needs to start getting more and more uh, I guess needs to start crossing more and more lines so the violence becomes more violent of course you know um, anything it it starts becoming more and more extreme because it becomes normal for you to if you're just going to see somebody being shot you know it's normal but now you're seeing limbs being chopped off you know you're seeing a lot more that they're not meant to see Um, I, will, I want to give you two different extreme, two different examples. One is, there's a song, I'm pretty, I know your children are older, but I'm pretty sure you know. It's 
most children of this, I would say 2018, 2019 are addicted. Everywhere mm-hmm. I go, they're playing it. That song, Shark. <laughs> Sharks. It's like a random song, but it has no content. Like no context. It's not like teaching you anything. Nothing. It's yeah. just a melody. It's a rhythm. It's a rhythm. But when you really listen to it, this is, has children so engrossed that they, they go on YouTube and then just automatically want this song. It makes no sense to no one. But imagine this grasp that it has. And when you go on the, the YouTube views, it's about over 3 billion views. Wow. In the, in the span of like a year or two years. And this is what our children are watching. You have that extreme, that type of when I say what they're watching or the content that they're watching makes no sense. Or you have, like you mentioned, the violence. When we were growing up, there was a TV show that was around called Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. My parents used to be like, we're not watching that. And we weren't, to be honest, we didn't really care for it, even though it was like reruns constantly. But if you look at deeply at what Tom and Jerry is about, apart from the fact that it's a cartoon, Tom and Jerry is about a cat trying to kill a mouse in so many different ways, period. They never yeah. talk. They never stop. They never try to resolve anything. There's no lesson in that. It's just a cat using various ways to try and kill a mouse. Right. What does that teach children? Nothing. But it was one of the most watched shows for in, in our generation, I would yes. say, uh, that was on TV. So you have things that are out and disguised and masked, but either have A, no context or no content that is teaching them anything or is showing them too much of something that just will, either will, they'll, you know, copy, but again, isn't teaching them anything. So what's the point? You know, and then you have this question of why should they watch it or why should they have access to it? You know what I mean? Right. But when you have your kids and you're saying that you take away their screen time when mm-hmm. they're at home, mm-hmm. but you, you see that they have access to screen time outside mm-hmm. of the home, like in schools. Mm-hmm. And then there's the one of the things that the, the psychologist I spoke to was saying is that you have peer pressure. Yes. So what you're doing then is you're setting your child up for uh, to be bullied in school because he doesn't, he or she doesn't have the latest gadget. Absolutely. And, you know, they come home and that's where the tantrums start to say, my all my friends have it. I'm the only one who doesn't have it. Who doesn't have it, yeah. I've and, heard that so much. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, that's difficult and to again, explain to a young child um, or even to older kids, you know, why they can't have it. And there, there are these negotiations that happen course. in terms of, so my friend got it at this age oh, and yeah. at eight she had her own phone oh, and yeah. I want mine. And, you know, you're not just working um, against what's happening within your house you're as in you're saying, battle. yes, I agree that you're a role model yeah. and you can't say, you know, do as I say, don't do as I do. Yeah. Because a ch- especially younger kids don't understand that concept. Oh, and you get the why, the why, exactly. why mama, why? <laughs> exactly. And the older kids just have become so savvy now mm. as in they can they can you know give you a whole list of reasons as to why oh, they yeah. have it and 100%. how important it is it is and yeah. statistics as to why it doesn't cause eye strain and you know mm. how screens are getting more and more savvy mm-hmm. and you know it's not affecting us as much as we think yeah. it is yeah. so you you have to go through all of this as a parent yeah, and and I think what's happening is we're failing we're failing to be able to convince yeah. our kids I think Why the they discussion, don't need this? I think a failing might be um, a bit of a harsh word because I, I I believe most parents would do anything for their children to be happy, right? Because that's the battle you're having, that internal battle of you really, truly just want your child to be happy because you wouldn't give your child, you know, something that would harm them on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. But here, the thing that I always say is the discussion. What discussion is being had, right? When you when your child comes up, let's say a four-year-old comes up and says, my birthday is coming up, mom, I'm going to be five, and I want an iPad. 
what conversations are we having? Are we just saying, no, you can't have it? Or have we broken it down? No, I, I want you to have something that will be beneficial to you. Or I want, you know, just to have that open communication where it is clearly explained what the, why they can't have the iPad yet. But at the same time, when they can have it. Because we're, we always, it's the way we say things is like, no. Mm. But then there isn't a when. Because right. you'd be surprised at how many children need to hear that. And they will keep, underst- or they understand it as, no, I can't have it. But they'll think it's never. Right. But you could just be like, you know what? I don't really want you to have that right now. And I remember the excuse that a lot of parents said that they used for their kids was, um, I can't afford it. Mommy mm-hmm. doesn't have the money or daddy doesn't have the money. That can no longer be a thing because a lot of children, like I said, a lot of children will either learn to steal it or to beg it. It has to be, you've got to word, word it in a way that children understand that it's coming. Yes. It's coming is a better explanation than no. Yes. Right? But it's coming when you're ready. It's coming, you know, when you are at that age or it's coming. And that's, you know, a decision I believe that every family can make on their own. But in the meantime, you can have A, B and C. This is what's, what, right. what's available for you. Right. And when they have these discussions of like, so-and-so is having this in school, why can't I have it? And things like that. It's instead of like wording it as, well, their parents you know, are working here, they can afford it, which is the easiest thing to say. It, it's easier or it's better for the family just to say, well, we're proud and happy for them. Because again, what we have to teach children is it's okay for other people to have what we don't have. Mm-hmm. Right, just because mm-hmm. somebody else has it doesn't mean we have to have it. I mean, if I'm driving down the street and somebody has a Ferrari, I can't go to my mom and be like, "Mom, they have a Ferrari, I need it." We learn that as we get older, but it's something that's taught. It's okay for James to have the iPad, but when mommy and daddy have have already explained it to you, when you are at this time or at this age, it's coming. You you will get it. But for now, this is what we have. For now, this is what we're gonna give you. These type of conversations, I think, are more easier to digest both for the children and for the parents involved, that they can then take a bit of a stress off of them and they don't feel like, oh, I'm battling a battle that I can't win. You know what I mean? Yeah. But not giving a child an iPad for themselves doesn't mean they don't have access to one because you yeah. always have one, uh, you know, a yeah, phone or an, uh, at home I mean, or an iPad at yeah. home, which they can use. So yeah. it's it's taking them away from that gadget saying you have other choices. Yes. Um, you know, and, and getting them out there and saying that let's play. Yes. And I think... I know that the 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 only way to do that is to go out and play with them yourselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you might not be able to. Let's be real. Exactly, and that I feel is the, is the problem with with when we were younger. Oh yeah, we couldn't wait to get out of the house. Absolutely. You know, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be out. My mom said I can before go. you brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's just fine. go. And it was also community living mm. uh, because mm. I feel like you don't have to be driven. Right. For a play date to meet your friends, right. you don't have to go anywhere. Everyone right. was in a community; Absolutely. they were just in, you know, in it's the there. building that you lived mm-hmm. in, in the next building. So, mm-hmm. kids were quite, e- you know, um, capable mm-hmm. of of being able to kind of manage their time to say, "I'm going to so and so's house," right, and right. everyone knew each other. Absolutely. So, obviously, we have to understand that those things have changed, changed dramatically, and especially yeah. uh, here, which is you know a moving expat community. Yes. Your younger kids, when they're in kindergarten. Garden, they have these best friends uh-huh. and then a few years later that best friend moves and yeah. if your child is very so young mm-hmm. they don't understand 100% you know 100%. why did she have to go away they don't oh, understand yeah. that somebody might go and live somewhere else it, for them it's it's 
a heartbreak a that yeah. I guess we didn't really have to face. Yes, 100%. Um, yeah. my, my daughter was in a primary school. She knew, obviously, from the beginning that the school is only has up to grade six. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that, she'll she have to, to move. To obviously, mm -hmm. as she went through the school, she started in, in FS1. Mm -hmm. As she grew older, she saw some of the girls leaving. Yeah. And, you know, they would have... Um, to make a decision of which school that they were going to, mm -hmm. it was still a traumatic experience yeah. for her because yeah. she had grown up with some of those girls from FS1. Yeah. So that's eight years of mm -hmm. your life, which was basically everything Absolutely. as far as you're concerned. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're saying you're not going to see these mm -hmm. people on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, even, even a child um, as old as her understands that if you're not going to meet at school, mm -hmm then you're not really going to be able to Confess. meet mm -hmm. elsewhere because yeah. school takes up mm -hmm. 80% of your oh, yeah. of your day, of Absolutely. your waking life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with, with the other activities that you have to do. So it's it's trauma. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I feel like the kids need to understand, in addition to all of the things that they're facing as yeah. kids and trying yeah. to understand, this is an additional layer. Mm -hmm. So sometimes this becomes like a security blanket. Oh, yeah. You know, they started to use it. Absolutely. They use it to stay in touch. They comfort. use it to communicate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes I, I, I have to tell my daughter... I don't get these many messages. Yeah. I mean, her phone is constantly like ping, 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 ping. So many different like, apps, yeah. Who is calling Who's you? Like, who is messaging you? Yeah. She's like, mom, they are my old friends. Yeah. And then they're my new friends. And there's this Social WhatsApp group. Friends. And that's... Mm -hmm. So they have all started to use that as a primary source of communication. Yeah, and that's scary. That is scary. Absolutely. Because and it is scary because it's already creating a problem now. Mm -hmm. And what we're saying is what is the future of this? How yeah. bad can it get? Mm -hmm. And we need to curb it before it mm -hmm. gets bad. So do you have one or two kind of things? I know you talked about, you know, yeah. being electronic free yeah. for a month, which is a very big thing. It's extreme. You know, very, that's, very that's big thing. That's the extreme like, one, yeah. In my house, my <laughs> husband is so averse to the kids having electronics yeah. that he just literally confiscates and oh, he yeah. hides them all around the Absolutely. house. So most of the time my son will come back and he'll be looking around. It's like, yeah, where's where my laptop? I need to do my homework. He yeah. said, figure it out. You're yeah. not going to get it. Or, yeah. you know, where's yeah. my phone? I need to send a message. And now mm. my son has gotten used to it. Yeah, they expect it yeah. when they come home. <laughs> that he's gotten used to the fact that his his laptop and yeah. his phone <laughs> is going to be hidden somewhere my, in the house point, and he's yeah. not going to have access. No, even with, with our name kids unplugged the reason why i named it that a lot of people were like where did that name come from it actually came from my mom and she basically remember when we used to have the internet where you have the dial yes. tone and you have to plug it in yes. so my mom bought the computer because obviously that was the time everybody needed it and so she would put it in she'd plug it in and then my brothers would have the computers upstairs or the my and then we'd have playstation xbox whatever these games but everybody would be in their rooms doing something with a game online no one listening to her when she's talking to them and so my mom would be like calling us, calling us, no one's listening. And then she'd unplug the, the actual connection. And to the everyone internet. comes running. Someone will come downstairs. And my mom's sitting as if she didn't do it. And she'd be like, oh, you're downstairs. Can you grab me a cup of tea? Can you, whatever she wanted us to do. And that was her thing. Until one day, my little sister found her unplugging it. And she's like, it's been you. We've been trying to work out who's taking it out. And my mom was like, yeah, I have to unplug 
to get your attention. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. where, you know, the name came from. So I, I get where your husband comes from and hiding everything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's, he should, his book would be called Hide and Seek, I think. Uh, <laughs> it would. <laughs> Find it, would. it if you want it Find that Find it if bad. you can. Literally. Or you use can, your brain, you know. Yeah, or else, you know, just, just find oh, something man. to do. And, and we're fortunate because our kids started to read at a very early age. That's amazing. And That's it was really a habit. Both my kids would not go to bed without reading something at that. night. So there was mm-hmm. always that, oh, you know, if this is the bedtime, I need to get into bed at least 15 or 20 minutes yes. to read. So we've, they've, they've con- kind of Love tried that. to get away from that mm-hmm. um, once these, these electronic addictions yeah. have come in. But we're trying to kind of steer them back to say, okay, let's, have a it, let's go back to mm-hmm. books. Let's mm-hmm. read. So my son this year, thankfully, has yeah. turned around and uh, said, I'm going to read. He, he saw something oh, on that. Instagram <laughs> as about, you know, how how um, successful people read a lot. And, yes. and there was a statistics <laughs> about, about reading 52 books in a year. Yes. So he's now got a, a piece a of paper checklist. on his stuck on his uh, wall in his bedroom mm-hmm. where he's going to write down every book. That's amazing. And now he's coming back and saying, you know, I, I need to really stop I need to finish my book because I'm already behind okay and I need to All catch right. up so he is very committed to kind of reading a book a week may he continue that yes. is amazing That's yes really so good. I think that there are a lot of things I agree with you that can be done and mm-hmm. that can only start with you as a parent mm-hmm. uh, with you showing them that this is the way to mm-hmm. do it. Yes, mm-hmm. there is going to be pressure from the outside. Mm-hmm. And yes, there is going to be, you know, an environment where things are obviously going to get yeah. more and more technologically savvy. But but I feel like also the community has a responsibility to absolutely. play on this. The community really has a responsibility. The same way we can get together. I mean, I don't know if you saw that, that random, I know it's such a crazy thing, but this egg on Instagram yes. that got these like yes. millions of likes. So if we can get together to like an egg, Yes. That many times yes. just to, to to take over somebody else's likes. You can tell that the community has the mindset, the power, the power to come together. So I feel like the community at this point, parents can't do this on their own. Like I said, to battle yes. sometimes that they're fighting by themselves. Parents, yes, it starts with them, starts in the home. But then we also as a community have to come together where people like me, I don't even have children, but I feel like. This is the children of today are my generation, are my future, sorry, of our generation. They are our scientists, our doctors, mm-hmm. our nurses, our teachers. And if we don't feel comfortable in, in the things that they're having access to right now, even things as simple as, um, I, w- I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about when older people, and in the UK we have nursing homes um, for older older people, they can stay and you know live out the rest of their life there. Mm-hmm. And the people that take care of them are normally nurses or just caretakers. The caretakers, when they have their training, have a specific training about how to be emotionally responsive to and, and just knowing what to do and what to say and just to take care with ease when mm-hmm. they're taking care of older people. These things are easy to teach um, social workers because they have that cognitive response, right? But when you are now raising children who don't have that cognitive response or don't have the that emotion at the all, emotional connection, connection for at someone all, else from such a young age for their own parents, forget anybody else, mm. for their own parents that the, the, that connection is gone because of the excessive use of screen time and that detachment. So when you look at 50 years from now when we have these care homes that we potentially might be in who's going to look after us mm. robots 
Yeah. You know, or, or humans yeah, that, that's, that's that will work as about. robots, you know. So again, I always emphasize the community plays a huge role in who we're raising, the children that, are, that we are raising or we're around, whether it's our own children, our nieces, our nephews, children that we see in the park and the play, you know, just in general, we need to step up. There needs to be more awareness. There needs to be, like the same way that I feel, and I know this can be a bit extreme, whenever you buy, if if you're a smoker, when you buy the smoking packs now, Mm -hmm. even though you're buying the whole pack, it says smoking kills and it has like a picture of like the lungs and whatever it says on that. That's, you know, the the people in charge taking responsibility for selling something that is harmful. I really believe that most, if Apple or whoever provides these devices need to take responsibility and actually I feel like people would listen if Apple came out with you know a program for parents about the use and how much they should use it use technology or you know people who provide these services or people who create these apps or these YouTube channels YouTube users Mm. should speak out it's not no more just the parents Mm. it's the community now we yeah, all yeah. need to announce. I think up. technology is definitely gearing towards that because the new Apple phones have the screen software time. which says, mm-hmm. yeah, that you can check the screen time, although that's and not then, as right. and then what? clear oh, okay. as, as you yeah. would like it to be. But at least it's a start. It means mm-hmm. that it's alarming enough for people to take notice and, you know, for people to come together to start ha- have more and more conversations Absolutely. around this till you realize that the old ways of doing things yeah. was was better for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, go out, play, connect with nature, do Absolutely. things. I mean, just get off get off the phone and yeah. get off a device and, and, think- and learn to get bored. Yeah. So that Embrace your mind can start working mm-hmm. on on creative ways of, yes. of you know, doing absolutely. something that mm. can entertain you. Absolutely. I, I absolutely agree. And I think that that is because a lot of people like to bring all things back into play. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a trend thing, right? We wear the clothes from the 80s. I really am looking forward to the time that people bring back creative play and, be, and, and know that that is something that is beneficial for their children. I totally agree. I came across this quote. Technology should be encouraged and yet moderated. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's balance. Yes, that's powerful. Balance is the key. Yeah. Thank you so much, Anissa. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Please keep doing the good work that you are doing. It's the need of the hour. (laughs) And thank you for talking to us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure. This is Kanchan Kulkarni saying goodbye for now and speak to you again soon.